0: All right, ladies and germs, welcome to another episode of The Point of Pittsburgh, the podcast. I'm Kevin Cray, and I'm Steve DiMaselli. I did it again. I just forgot my name. I I just have to Can't. like step on your foot. When I step on your foot, Homer, you say, "I'm Steve." Uh, yeah, I uh, I um,
1: my attention span is definitely <laughs> it's it's down under ten seconds. I said, I'm ready to go. You got into it. I hit record, and in that space,
0: I was just gone. (laughs) Well, speaking of spaces, uh, it's your time on the couch. Uh, You've been coming out with some really hot fire. I've actually been paying attention these past few weeks. So let's see if you can uh, hold this old chunk of Cole's attention one more time.
1: Why does anyone, anyone at all follow Cody Duncan on Twitter. That's it. That's my safe space.
0: Steve. (laughs) Steve, I hear you. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I guess like every generation has their Dylan, you know, their Bob Dylan, but my God, like, is that, is that the, gen z version of like competence i mean we don't really we don't really take a lot of time to like dump truck people on this show specifically aside from from what i did ron cook a few weeks ago but uh my god he is just a chucklehead yeah
1: he's um i've I've been trying to be nice i see his stuff retweeted uh, you know fairly often and it's just like you know. I I mean today I I had to I actually had to respond to something. But I mean like it was um. It's just it's it's just it doesn't whether it's positive or negative. It just ninety percent of the time it doesn't make any sense. Right. You know. Um. You know. I, I don't know. I mean, it, it is what it is. But like you know, and I I hate to beat on the guy, and I really wanted to talk more or less about like. If the season is over for the Pirates, why isn't it over for the Brewers or the Cubs at this point? Because they're literally, they're we're walking hand in hand into the dumpster fire with those two franchises right now. Um, we s- amazingly have lost like what a game to each of those teams in this hot mess of a uh, a losing streak that we're in. Mm-hmm. But my goodness, I just I had to call. I, I had to just go with 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 that. But you know, uh, I mean, I, I feel mean now, and I almost want to cut it but I almost
0: can't and I probably won't
1: because that's more work for me.
0: Yeah. S- Steve, I I definitely was paying attention that time. All right, so the pirates may You like that? Mhm. I just I literally just came up with that. That's good. I was just sitting here. You got me all juiced up on on Dunkin' Mania so now I'm like mm-hmm. coming up with puns like on the fly. So the Pirates melees continues. I believe they're one and nine after losing two of three to the lowly Colorado Rockies, who they just steamrolled just a short week and a half ago. Um so things are not good in Pirate Land. Things are so bad that Steve is taking calls in the middle of a podcast, which is wild. So <laughs> so now
1: Can we just start over? (laughs) Jesus,
0: I'm just a space cadet right now. My God. So we're going to talk about five things that could potentially fix the pirates. But before we do that, I again want to do a sanity check on me, you, and the rest of the pirate fandom. If I came from the future and I went back to March 30th of this year. And you're like, hey, did everything get better in May, in the future? I'd be like, no, absolutely not. It just keeps getting worse. The world is a hellscape. But then you're like, well, how are the pirates? And I'd be like, hey, good news. They're 21 and 16. Or 21 and 17, whatever they are. You'd be like, holy cow, that's amazing. How do they do it? They just like, win three, lose two, you know, win five out of seven, or four out of seven. I'd be like, no, you aren't gonna believe this shit. They went on an epic heater, ran it all the way up to twenty and eight, and then okay. they went one and nine in their next ten. It's been a fit throwing hell ride. Uh it's unbelievable. People were just like losing their minds. You'd be like, Well, they still are above five hundred, right? So yeah. I I you know, trend lines, I get it. We are sure. you and I are real big on trend lines, but let's just step back for just a second and coming into this season, you know we we had to modify make some wild changes to our win totals. Now our win totals might be looking more realistic of 75 and 78 like we had but um, the Pirates are doing things and we said look if they just hang around the wild card and they start to bring up this critical mass of young talent that's going to be a successful season well they're hanging around we've brought up some young talent we've seen some young players that were already on the roster take big steps this year uh i don't know I'm, am i just like really whistling past the graveyard here or, i mean we're definitely let's just jump into the things to fix sure. the problems but i'm not like totally crazy right no i mean
1: so here's the thing I think it's fine to look at the season as a retrospect, but I think it's also fine to move the goalposts a little bit based on where, you know, the team was performing. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with us moving the goalposts. I do, you know, I do think that some people got a little carried away um, you know, I mean, I think that, you know, when people said that the Pirates Rays series was a a, 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 a World Series preview, I think most people came at that as a pretty tongue-in-cheek, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, idea. But I, I think there's a subset of people that actually believe that was true. And I think those are the people that are absolutely losing their minds right now. I can like, name one of them. Yeah, we... we 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 may have already um <laughs> we uh we we moved our goalposts. posts huh? okay 100% but we, we could... moved our goalposts to fairly reasonable places you know mm-hmm. like and i mean like you know we we basically moved them from fringe of contention you know or or flirting with contention to actual contention yeah like I don't think that that was a crazy move based on where they were, and and oh we, we they actually won two more games after we recorded that episode, right? You know, so they actually ran it up to twelve games over five hundred. But I think um, there's something wrong. There's something to be said about moving the goalposts too far, too fast. Yeah. Um, and and we're gonna actually our last topic for today. You know, we're gonna top about like what's the actual worst that can happen this season and i, I think that's this circles back this is going to sort of like the the, the I, I think when we talk about that the the episode is going to have a nice um closure because i think ultimately the worst that can happen is what we thought the season was going to be to begin with you know mm-hmm. so mm-hmm.
0: yep all right well let's just jump into it how can we fix this current dumpster fire that we're looking at right now you want to okay lead us off here?
1: Yeah, sure. So the first thought that I had was um, uh, get Oviedo and Ronzi back on track with a second fastball um, and, and increasing the change usage. So um, they are – they're struggling right now. I think Oviedo is getting insanely unlucky if you look at where his FIP is relative to um, – you know, his, his recent ERA. I mean, the fifth is still over four, you know, in the past few starts, but his ERA is like 15 or something like that. So, um, dude's being hard done right now by bad luck, but, um, he also threw a cutter his first season in, in St. Louis. And I don't know if he threw it so infrequently that I don't know if it was maybe a blip or like a miss, you know, miscategorized pitch you know uh, like maybe just a really really hard slider or something like that or just a four seamer that had just weird break on it or something like that but he did have a cutter at one point I don't think it would be a horrible idea to go back to that because the as hard as he's throwing the ball right now um you know a a 95 mile an hour cutter 93 mile an hour cutter with you know sick movement on it is just going to be really really hard to, to pick up, especially compared to his sweep, you know, against his sweeper as well, too. Um, Ronzi, um, Ronzi really just does have a pretty limited pitch selection because his curve hasn't really been working particularly well. He hardly uses the change up at all. Uh, his fastball, his main fastball is down. So, um, you know, to me, I think he'd be a candidate to add a two-seamer, you know, something that's going to start running in on on right-handed hitters a little bit because I, I don't know if you watched the, a lot of the, the or the Bo Bouchette at bats against him but he was basically just his game plan and really I think a lot of the Rays were doing this the right-handed Rays bats were just were just going up there looking to slap the ball the other way against Ronzi and they they did so with great success um, neither of those guys are miss, missing enough bats I mean the 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 way that Keller has progressed I think is a lot because of the versatility of what he has to offer uh, and 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 the pitch selection that he has at his disposal and I know not everybody's going to be able to learn pitches on the fly to, you know to the extent that he's been able to but I just think that you know adding another weapon to those guys toolboxes or you know weapon to their arsenals I, you know or tool to a toolbox I should get my phrasing Correct. Instead of just mashing it up, Um, but I think that could be really, really helpful, and I think it could help take them to the next level because right now they are, you know, they're they're four and five in the rotation. They're very much looking like four and the five in the rotation.
0: So for mine, uh, I'm going to say that the Pirates are getting a little exposed in the middle of the middle of the old bullpen. Uh, David Bednar has been ridiculous all year he got his era down to Mm 0.6 after after today's outing uh colin holderman i think he has had one maybe two bad outings all year but he's also been uh everything you could ask for out of a setup man but then it's been a little dicey um underwood and stevenson were both good both solid uh, and then the past week, they've just been caught up in the vortex of the melees. Um, yeah. So they kind of need to figure out another solution. And I'm I'm thinking it might be time to maybe look at Johan Ramirez.
1: Uh I think he's an interesting choice. So you're saying sort of moving him into the seventh inning role? Yeah. Yeah, he's a possibility. I mean, I like Jose Hernandez. I mean, I think I he, he's everything that you could imagine in a rule uh, Rule Five. Yeah, um, but I, I think it's a little too early to put that kind of pressure on him. He's been great, but I I don't, you know, I, I don't want to um, to do that yet. It's the Pirates really didn't come into this season with a backup plan for the seventh inning. Um, you know, and, and, and it seemed like they were getting lucky and I thought Underwood and, uh, Stevenson were going to work out, but that hasn't, you know, I mean, well, I mean, I, I guess we shouldn't really judge, you know, relievers based on a couple of innings, but yeah. you know, they, they really did, you know, um, I mean, the game was toast yesterday with Underwood, but you know, Stevenson came in and uh, and 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 really struggled today, and really was the the goat um, as far as this afternoon goes. Although you could, you know, the 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 half inning just prior to that, you could name just about any pirate <laughs> that was in in the top five of the lineup as as a potential goat there as well too. But um, but yeah, I I, I see what you're saying. I definitely yeah. agree.
0: All right, so I see. Uh, we kind of have like a two part solution here for number. For The next one it involves the catching spot. Uh, you want to, yeah, go so I your part I was, first.
1: I kind of, um, I kind of wanted to, I, I, I noted this a couple of days ago, and and since then, um, I think we've sort of seen that they're going to split duties between hedges and delay a little bit more, but I, I'd almost like to see delay at this point as the two day a week catcher and hedges is the one day a week catcher and then or it me one two days in a row and then you know two days on one day off sort of catcher you know what i mean like the you know the the primary guy i guess would be a better way of saying it so um I, i'd like to see that move in delay i mean i don't know how much longer we're going to be able to, to to enjoy delay actually hitting the baseball um i mean he got hot when he got called up last year too so um but I mean, you know, I, I think that he still looks like the better option. There's not a huge difference between the two of them in terms of defense, one way or the other. But you have a shot at offense with delay. Um, you know, that's just all there is to it. You know, um, it's just we got to prioritize offense. I'm not like calling for Hedges to be DFA'd, like I think a number of people would love to see right now. But um, I, I think you need to you need to limit his role a little bit here.
0: Yeah. So. Uh, kind of on the flip side of this, I'm going to go a little bit populist on you here. Um, it might be time to think about calling up old Henry Davis. The mm-hmm. first overall pick from a couple years ago has just been absolutely uh, terrorizing AA this year. Um, he's got his line up to a pretty smooth 316 average, 464 on base percentage, 1175 OPS. Mm-hmm. Uh, just power, stolen bases, yeah, everything you're looking for. Um, is the defense and some from a catcher and, and, and some? Is yeah. the def, is the defense exactly where you want it in terms of framing pitches, calling a game? Probably not. So the easy answer here is to say, like a normal team would realize that Austin Hedges is a sunk cost, and that his weighted runs created this year is making even Jeff Mathis say, dude, you, you kind of need to step it up a little bit, but the pirates are the pirates and they don't really understand sunk cost and they like to preserve assets as much as possible. So as you said, delay was kind of running the, the babip game and the, the, the luck game a little bit. Sure. So bring Davis up, uh, do a fifty-fifty with he and Hedges, so that he can kind of learn from the veteran, you know, uh, get that veteran leadership, learn how to call a game, learn how to manage a staff, and then eventually over the next month or so, Davis then proceeds to move more into that two-two on one off that you were just talking about, right, in the delay role. So that that's my solution: be to bring up. Davis and uh have the true mentoring start with hedges because my god he is terrible at the plate yeah yeah
1: and i mean like i said he's he's not he's his his defense is actually balancing it out a little bit like i know he's had some wonky throws to second but he's one of the few competent defenders defenders right now for the pirates and that sort of leads me into the next point and that yep. is um this team is just they they have an error and it just they just melt down. Like somebody needs to talk to them and just say, "Hey guys, just because you screwed up doesn't mean it's forever. You can turn around and get the next guy out. You don't have to let the next the the, the four successive batters reach on singles, uh, you know, and 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 end up, you know, with two outs and the uh the pitcher accumulating four unearned runs and and really having the game blown open." You know, it
0: can be done. You can recover from an error. So now we're kind of moving into, like you said, the happy part of well, hey, what's the worst that can happen to this season? So why don't you uh shed some light on this topic for the for the listeners that have managed to stick with us as we uh went through that whole weirdo part at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't blame anybody for dropping, but kudos to
1: you for sticking around. Yeah. Um and I'm still talking to you too, particular, Kevin. Thanks I, for thanks for sticking with me until my I got my brain working. That's okay. So um, <laughs> what? um But anyway. All right. So I, I think, you know, I've been thinking a lot about this, and ultimately the worst thing that is going to happen to the pirates at this point is they're going to end up in the you know, in the, the probably what what will amount to being the final year of transition towards having a real winning roster on the uh, on the field and, and that isn't going to come with competing for the playoffs. It's not going to come, com, you know, it's not going to be a super compelling season in terms of wins and losses you know, this team is the worst that's going to happen is they're going to slide back to our original preseason predictions. And in that case, in that case, there, there are some positives, Uh, you know, um, one right now, the, anybody that's coming up from the minor leagues is dealing with just immense pressure of, of, you know, just right out of the gate of, of, of playing winning baseball. Um, I don't necessarily know if that's always, you know, the the best environment for a prospect to arrive at. I mean, even elite prospects, because they come up, they have, they they hit like crap for the first, you know, two weeks. And literally the Pittsburgh media is already calling them a bust because I don't really think they understand how baseball works. Um, You know, but, uh, you know, I I think that... um, I just, I see a a lower pressure environment and, and, you know, you still bring those guys up, you still get them the at-bats that they need. There's no pressure to stick with, with more of the veterans, you know, um, I I mean, at some point in time, uh, if they're still competing, there's going to be a thought of either sending Ortiz down or, you know, moving Oviedo to the bullpen because, um, he's not necessarily performing right now. The long-term benefit for the club would be to leave Oviedo in and to trade one of the veterans, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day. Like, I, you know, because Oviedo's max value for the Pirates long-term is as a starting pitcher. Yeah. Luis Ortiz's max value for the Pirates is as a frontline starting pitcher. And, and at some point, he's got to just cut his teeth and, and take his lumps in the majors. and it might as well be in a non-competitive season. A- am I saying that I'm advocating and I want the the pirates to tank in order to get to that low pressure state? No, I'd love, love to see them be able to integrate prospects in and 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 you know improve the, the prospects of this team moving forward um, with a winning record. Um, I think it would do a lot to save face with um, with fans and things like that. But that being said, like I said, the worst case scenario is this team is still on track to add critical mass this year, as we've been saying all along, to get to where they can really, truly be a competitor. If they compete this year, I almost feel like it's a year early. And the last time they the competitive window opened up, I feel like they were almost like two years ready to compete, too early to compete. And, you know, we saw them tank horribly. Um you know, that first year, I think it was 2013, um, 20 games over 500 and in, in, in control. And they just, just that, that one, that, that, that season really hurt for a long time. But, um, that was, you know, I, I was, yeah, that I was, was pissed uh, off till December that year.
0: Um, that was, you know, 20, that I, was 2011 because I went away but, for my honeymoon. And then as soon as I came back, everything was in in flames
1: that was 2011 it was 2011 so 2013 was so oh that's right 2013 was the first year they actually went to the playoffs you're
0: right i'm getting yeah. my years mixed up I was, I was yeah i was over in in athens during the okay. uh, jerry meals game
1: oh i was in new hampshire with the yeah. wife so i guess we were both on vacation at the same we, the the jerry meals game ruined both of our vacations you know so. <laughs> yeah yeah Except you at least got to you you at least got to listen to the end of it in the morning. You know what I mean? Like right. I was like I was up until three o'clock and had to go do stuff. You know, like <laughs> antiquing or whatever the hell you do in New Hampshire. You know, um, but yeah, it's um, yeah. That, but I mean, again, that that's you know, um, worst case scenario. Um, worst case scenario, they just end up they just end up doing what we expected them to do. And just getting, just just doing it a year early, you yeah. know, or, or excuse me, right on time. This instead of competing
0: a year early, and I don't. It's not the end of the world, right? I, I mean, I'm I'm just oddly at peace with this season. I guess it's almost like mm. it's like, like a bonus sure. if they just do well because I didn't have like huge expectations. Sure. Now next year is the year that I said that. You know they're going to be in the playoffs, and I still stand by that. Um, I don't know. I just I really think if they bring up Davis and and maybe uh, you know, at the end of the year we see if Priesters good to go, sure. you know, or something like that, and we just hopefully get a cruise back in August. And uh, sure. I, I I just I think this season is fine. I, I mean, yeah. they are terrible right now. But I can't say that I was like a hundred percent thinking that they were a hundred win team when they were on the on the heater. Yeah, yeah, and I think that was
1: I, I think like I said I think both of us sort of settled to mid eighties was our win prediction. I think I said eighty six, um, you know. But and Andy and I don't I mean Andy's going to figure his crap out um, at some point, and you know maybe you know, maybe at some point Nick Gonzalez will stop striking out, you know, 85% of the time and, and, and actually, you know, perform like a, uh, a a top, you know, prospect again, you know, but, um, yeah, I mean, then there's some bullpen pieces that could come up and, 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 and make things interesting. I think, uh, you know, Cody Bolton, uh, was maybe a little hard done. Yeah. Um, you know, but, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I think that the, uh, I, I still think the future is bright, whether, regardless of what's happening right now.
0: Yeah. So, even in this dark of times that we're in right now, we should probably come up with three stars uh, to champion the few pirates that have been good during this uh, past week. So, sure. you want to uh, take a stab at this? So
1: there's only, so my for my third star, there's only one, <laughs> since the last time we recorded this, going into today's game, which is the the Wednesday matinee, um, there's one Pirates hitter with a positive f war. Do you want to take a stab at who that is? Sigh. No, Steve. Yeah. I do not. Yeah, so Key Brian Hayes is going to be my third star. He hasn't been great, but he hasn't been incompetent.
0: I'm just going to clear out and let you, let you do this.
1: You, I'm doing all three? You're not participating no, no, this week?
0: Oh, no. I thought you meant you were going to do some more on, on
1: Hayes. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm done. I'm done. Right. Like there's This is going to be the fastest three stars, I think, because there's only one person, I think, that's going to make the list that either of us is going to gush about their performance this past week. And I think it's probably both of our – we're probably sharing yeah. the number one star. So, But go ahead. Who's your third star? So uh, –
0: I'm going to save, obviously, number one for our joint number one. Uh, it's very easy for me to take the man from Mars, uh, David Bednar. So I'm going to shine a light on someone I don't know if we've really talked a whole lot about this year, and that's Dari Moretta.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, he's had a really nice past week. Uh, you know, he's had a couple appearances. Uh, he had a two inning performance uh, today, I believe it was. Yep. And. He just hasn't walked anybody, uh, and that was Reasoning, his. Yeah. yeah, that was his key at the beginning of the season. He was showed a lot of potential, but he was just a little bit all over the place with his command and control. So I'm just going to shine a light on Dari for uh, having a couple shout out innings this week, and we can both talk about number one, the man who's probably been the Pirates' MVP of the season. So yep. go, go ahead.
1: Yeah, so Mitch Keller. I mean, amazing performance on Tuesday. He, you know, he's the only reason this team has even won a game since the the end of the Washington series. Um, you know, and and really he was hard done, I think, in his last start by bad defense. I, I think yes. he could have done better for him. Um, so really he ought to be 2-0 in this stretch, in my humble opinion. Um, I mean, I could say that for a bunch of the other pitchers too, but... Um, it's just it's it's incredible. I I you know I saw somebody and I you know I, I wish I could remember who it was tweet this, but um, they were like I, somebody said that they have never seen somebody go from being this bad to being this good. Um, and I, it- I I don't think that that's I don't think that's hard to you know I I, I mean it's hard to argue with that um, because he was a just um you know just not not putting the pieces together um and then he finally did and he's he's just been excellent
0: i don't know if it wasn't that he didn't put the pieces together i don't think he had all the pieces you i think
1: you're right actually
0: yeah and, i mean if you we you know we did a, almost a whole episode on him a couple weeks ago it is unbelievable that in the middle of the season uh, a major league pitcher incorporated not one but two different pitches and they were both immediately uh-huh. successful and saved his career. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, they
1: did it on the fly in the middle of a season too. I, yeah. I mean it's pretty remarkable. So
0: I mean a a um, complete a complete game shutout this week. Uh unbelievable. Haven't seen that in a very long time. Uh by no. a pi- Pirate Pitcher. And he's without a without question deserving of an extension. I think yep. every start he's probably adding half a million dollars to the overall value of what he's going to sign for.
1: Agreed. Agreed. And and I think they're at a point right now where um, I think they need to get it done. I think they need somebody to stabilize the rotation, especially as it's looking more and more like they're going to draft Dylan Cruz with the uh, first overall pick this year. Uh, They just don't have, you know, unless Luis Ortiz really, really just, you know, things start to click for him the way that they did for for Keller – I just don't, you know, I don't see who who else is going to be that guy that's going to be able to take up the front end. And do I think that I do I am I convinced that Mitch Keller is a true ace at this point? No, I'm still not. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he's at least a competent number one, you know, in 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 a rotation. It's it's not like he's an embarrassment, you know, to have as your as your top starter.
0: Correct. Yeah, agree with everything on that. So, all right. Let's look ahead, Steve.
1: Okay.
0: We got a couple minutes. Here. I don't want to look ahead.
1: Can we just can we start can we talk about April again?
0: Yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay. Let's talk
1: about April again. I'm no, um, just kidding. Go ahead. Let's look ahead. Let's 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 suck it up and
0: so coming up on the docket now, uh, I thought we had a pretty easy series with the the Rockies. Yep. Now we have to go to uh our partner in crime in the American League and that's the Orioles. Sure. Kind of a very similar franchise. Yep. And then next week we're most likely going to record after a short two-game series on the road at the very woeful Detroit Tigers. So yep. what are you thinking? Where how many out of those five games, only five games, are the Pirates going to win by the time we record?
1: 5 and 0, oh baby. Okay. Uh, I'm going I'm going I'm going uh, you know just full brain dead optimist. That's where I'm going with this. No, I mean in all seriousness, I think they could be three and two. Yeah. But in all likelihood, the way things are feeling right now, I'll be happy with two and three. Yeah. But it's probably more likely gonna be one and four. I think they will pick up a win. But I mean to do to do any more than that, I, I think that they're gonna have to like they're gonna have to do some serious snapping out of of things and some luck's gonna have to flip. And some bad base running and bad defense is going to have to settle in. Um, you know, w- we've seen that they can do it. It's just, you know, they got to start finding some grass. They got to strike out less. And, um, you know, th- th- there's work to be done. It's doable, but, you know, they're,
0: it's going to be hard. This would be a good time for uh, a newly extended manager to maybe put his stamp on the team here and kind of, Yeah, rain, rain this in a little bit. So, all right, this was a weird episode. I mean, we've had some weird episodes. We only this is all weird. They are all weird. It's basically just me and you just talking, pretty much. And like, if anybody listens, God bless them. But uh, this one was a little weird, even by our
1: standards. I think it was insightful, though. I think this was one of the more insightful, interesting ones that we've done. I, I think that we, it was weird. But I do think it was, I think that we were on point. I think we said some interesting things that I hope there, anyone that listened to the end took something away from it.
0: What if we just tell people this episode was written by ChatGPT? Yep, that's what it was. All right. Okay, so till next week, uh, I am Kevin Cray. And I'm (laughs) ChatGPT. Thanks for listening. See you later.